Casey has done a similar game to this before where he had costume changes and characters. That was very cool. I did not do that. I can't top it. So I'm just going to go into it. My first product is a real human fat suit. So, you know, I think the problem with fat suits is a lot of times they kind of just like look like a pillow. You know, if you're like, they just look like a pillow under your shirt. So I have a fat suit that I want to sell. It's made out of real human fat. You know, so it's, you put it on, it's real human fat, looks real. That's the product. Wow. Hey, Modern Commerce, welcome back. Got another fun episode for you. We got our special Christmas episode this time. Uh, with me, as always, we got John over here. Hey, John, how you doing? Hey, and uh, we got you? some other guests as well. John, why don't you go ahead and introduce who we got here? We do. So we have Scott, who has been on the show before. If you've seen our Prices Right episode, maybe Casey will link it. He says he will. Um, and Scott is like the only one who brought any Christmas spirit to this with the Christmas tree in the background. So thank you for holding it down for the Christmas episode. Scott uh, works with us. He's a growth strategist. He's been, a, he's been an internal head of growth and grown his own e-com brands. So knows a lot about growing e-com brands. And we also have uh, Nicole with us who, uh, Nicole, first time, you're also the first female on our show. So Ooh, exciting good times. Yes. Good job. Um, Nicole is a media buyer and creative strategist. So like Nicole is maybe one of the best people I know at figuring out angles and unique selling propositions and ways to sell products, um, ways to get attention. So uh, which will be a good one, good skill to have today because we have, as per usual with guests, we have a, we have a little game, right, Casey? Yeah, I, we got something wacky cooked up. Uh, I don't know all the details. Uh, just a little peek behind the curtain here, guys. What we typically do is John and I kind of like come up with like a broad subject. And then sometimes when we don't want each other to know all the details, we just pass it off to one of us. And this time it's John. So John's got a lot of curveballs coming our way that I don't know about. Nobody else knows about. Should be pretty crazy time. Yep. Okay. So the game is sell me this pen. That's what we'll call it. Uh, so after kind of the Wolf of Wall Street, sell me this pen uh, concept, I'm, I've come up with three different uh, Christmas-themed product ideas, uh, essentially. And they're all pretty ridiculous. Like they wouldn't be anything that would be actually a product, uh, mainly because I'm not trying to like put anyone on blast who has like a real brand and that isn't very sellable, I guess. Um, so... I'm going to act as if I were a client uh, to Casey, Nicole, and Scott. I'm going to tell them my product. Uh, they're going to ask me questions, whatever questions they want or have for me. I'll answer all those questions to the best of my ability. These in a re real brand, it's made up. So if I don't know the answer, I'm just going to say I don't know. Um, and then I'm going to leave them alone for around four minutes, three, four minutes, something like that. They're going to come up with kind of the, the angle or the way that they're going to sell this or how they're going to use this to grow my company, grow my brand. And uh, then I'm going to come back and they're going to kind of pitch their, pitch their uh, play that they come up with to me. And then I'll tell them, you know, I'll give them kind of some score on a scale of one to 10 of how well I think they did, you know, how well I would, how likely I would be to go with them if they were an agency pitching me, for example. And uh, then at the end, they will actually kind of turn the tables and say, okay, if we were actually going to try and run with one of these products it would be this one and maybe also maybe also you guys can say like what the worst product was too 
Awesome. Ready to play? You guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's, Let's go. Let's see what okay. you got. So I am not, I didn't do, Casey has done a similar game to this before where he had costume changes and characters. That was very cool. <laughs> I did not do that. I can't top it. So I'm just going to go into it. My first product is a real human fat suit. So, you know, I think the problem with fat suits is a lot of times they kind of just like look like a pillow. You know, if you're like, they just look like a pillow under your shirt. So I have a fat suit that I want to sell. It's made out of real human fat. You know, so it's, you put it on, it's real human fat, looks real. That's the product. Wow. This what, is what? for like, for like Santa costumes. Right. That's a good idea. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. All right. That's what I'm thinking right here since this is Christmas. Yeah. How all right. Do we just start off with questions? Yeah. Do whatever. What How question are we talking? Are we talking five pounds of fat? Are we talking 50 pounds? That's a great question. So we have, we have, we have a few different fat like amounts and different sizes for different height peoples. So we have like six total variants. So um, small, medium, large for different heights of people. And then like a little bit of fat, a lot of fat, like a little bit of fat, medium amount of fat, a lot of fat. Okay. And how are you putting these fat suits on? Like what's the method? Is it something you zip up on over to you or what? Yeah. So it's, uh, like you, it's uh, similar to a normal fat suit. Like, uh, there's kind of two thing, two standard ways in the, in the world of fat suits. Uh, they could go over the top of your head on your arms, or they could have like a, a back zip. Um, usually there's not a front zip because there'd be a zipper and you know, whatever you're wearing over the fat suit. Uh, so these are back zips. Uh, none of them go over the top of the head, which I think is a little bit better personally, especially if you're going to use real human fat. It's like, <laughs> You know, get a squeeze over your, over your head. <laughs> Personally, are, are they, you're using real human fat. Are they like perishable? I don't even know if that's the word. Like, is this a one-time usage or a, like? Is yeah, that's a great question. No, uh, once human fat <laughs> is removed from the human, uh, it is not perishable. So uh, we treat it. So I guess technically it would be, but we treat it uh, so that it's like, you know, it sustains its, uh, it's a lot like just, you know, having kind of the material you might uh, picture. So like, uh, you know, like those kind of like fish things that like you squeeze and they fall out of your hands uh, or those. It's a lot like that. I got to ask, how do you how, how are you sourcing this fat? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. So we actually are a waste management company. Um, we specifically handle liposuction clinics. So we get paid to uh to, to dispose of fat um and we just figured out a way to to treat it um also the materials we use to make the fat suits like so they go on your skin it's 100 safe but the, all those materials are also part of like what we use to dispose of fat normally so we're just kind of repurposing it we already actually get paid to take the product so we're 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 profitable on sourcing of the product our margins are 100 plus some profit Wow. Can you isolate where you put the fat? Can we do like just a chest area? Can we do, et cetera? Uh, no, that's a, I mean, so right now there's just the six variants, but yeah, like uh, that's a possibility. I think that it probably wouldn't be too hard for me to figure out some ways to like, you know, make it like a little more chest heavy or a little more stomach heavy um, or something like that. They are only upper body fat suits. So nothing on the lower body. I mean, I don't even know if there is lower body fat suits. Uh, most of the ones that are on the market are all upper body. 
do you, do you have any like upsell or anything along with the product or is it just upper body fat suits? Yeah. I mean, it's just the upper body fat suits, to be honest. Um, we, like the, the main reason is because, uh, yeah, we're not really an e-commerce company. We just kind of happened to have this and we had this idea management company. Yeah, and we, and we, we figured out how to make these and, you know, make them safe and make them non-perishable and all of that stuff. Do you have different skin tones? Like, is this something you have to like cover up completely or will we know, like, you know? No. Yeah. So, so that's a good question. Not different skin tones. And, uh, you would want to cover it up. It doesn't look like skin. It's it, like the, the material around the human fat is black. So, mm. um, yeah, you would cover it up with, you know, something like a Santa suit or whatever it was that you were using a fat suit for. Are you guys in any, uh, like any retailers? I mean, this to me strikes the perfect market for like, um, for the film industry, for actors, actresses. Right. Uh, so like wholesaling or something like that, that, I mean, yeah. that's, we hadn't thought of anything like that, you know, uh, wholesaling to retailers, a wholesaling to the film industry or something like that. But, uh, yeah, that's a great idea. We definitely should look into it. Mm. Who's buying this product right now? Are we allowed to ask what, who's your target demo? Yeah. I mean, uh, I had a couple, you know, the main target demo I had in mind was, uh, yeah, if we had like, you know, people who need disguises, you know, like, I don't know, hmm. FBI agents, who like knows? Bank I, robbers. I honestly don't know who wears fat suits. We just kind of had this random idea. Like, uh, and, uh, yeah, Santa's were another thought I had, like people who, who play Santa's, that's kind of why I'm, you know, in the, in the Christmas mode. Uh, or I, I thought of maybe like, you said film movie industry. I had thought of like, maybe like party stores or something. I don't know, uh, what kind of retailers sell fat suits either, but those were, those were sort of my main thoughts. Are you currently selling any of these? And if so, what is the price point? Uh, so we have a site, we have, um, everything's available for sale. We have like an Instagram account. We've made a couple Instagram posts about them. We've maybe sold two, three, a dozen, you know, something like that. Uh, so we haven't really sold that many. Um, we're pricing them kind of like right at market price for their size and maybe then just a little bit under. So we're sort of like, undercutting uh what a standard fat suit is but like our main we kind of want our main usp to be like that it's more genuine right than a if you're gonna buy a fat suit anyway then it, it's kind of like a better alternative so we kind of don't really want to undercut the price but i'm just trying to make them really sellable i mean i'm already profitable on the on the uh, cost of goods sold so are you finding more males or females buying this right now i mean we've got 10 12 uh orders so i don't know that i could really see a trend there um yeah and i don't know off the top of my of my head like male female breakout interesting hmm. Hmm. any other questions guys I, think, I don't know if this question means anything but it's I, it's i'm actually just curious um i'm just kind of stuck on the human fat part of it um are these made to order or are it like are you backlogging inventory of these suits no, yeah, we, we can backlog in inventory because it's just anytime we, so right, it, it can't be made to order uh, because we don't have like control over when we get product, mm. right? Um, so right now we have like, uh, of the including all six variants, we have about 100, 200 of them. Um, I would guesstimate that we'll probably add another 40 or 50 a week. So that's maybe three, four weeks worth um, that we have right now. I don't know if, you know, in, in, in my mind, we're probably going to start a little slower 
So I would rather just like build up inventory for if we ever do get hit a point where we can actually like get some scale, we have some, some inventory backlogged. But uh, aside from that, if, you know, if they ever got really popular, probably would just raise the price plus have that kind of exclusivity play of, you know, there's only so many available at any given time. Yeah. And I'm assuming shipping is just a nightmare with the weight. Yeah. The shipping is pretty expensive, uh, but I mean, it's my, it's my only cost. Really. Yeah. So, I mean, my margins on shipping, I don't even know. It's something really high, right? Like it's over 95%. So as, as expensive as it is, uh, it doesn't cut into my margin too much. Okay. That's all I had. Yeah, I think that answers a lot of questions for me too. Okay. Well, I'll give you guys a few minutes and then I'll, I'll come back and, and hear whatever ideas you have. All right. Well, who wants to kick this off? I'm, I'm really, uh, I, I don't know if I've just backed myself into this corner, but I'm very stuck on the idea of the film industry because I don't know where you're going to use a fat suit in bulk. I mean, you mentioned Santa, but that's seasonal. Right. Um, so the angle to me is like a real life as it gets. And like, what are you trying to do in film? You're trying to make it as realistic as possible. Good point. Um, and again, I, I think I might just be stuck on this, um, on this angle. So I'm, I'm eager to hear what you guys are thinking. Cause I can't get that out of my head. I had a similar thought, uh, but I thought maybe there's like a network of Santa's. Like if you could get in connection with like the mall <laughs> circuit, I don't know how that, how they go about hiring Santa's. Like, I'm thinking of like bad Santa in my yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I'm like, that would be cool. Uh, that's on the holiday theme here. But, uh, and then the other, other thing I thought maybe not just film, like kind of like theater, like a little like live, like you might have need for more of them at once. Like if there was like a fat play, like, you were doing like the nutty professor like as a play or something i don't know still kind of few and far between um i mean his cost can be good right so it doesn't have to be something where it's like huge barrier to entry to get a bunch of them it sounds like just where do you need a bunch of fat suits to expand it out just one step further of actors and whatnot is content creators maybe for whatever reason their niche they want to resonate with a different audience and they want to look bigger on screen Maybe it's a weight loss. Maybe they're promoting a different supplement or brand and they want to do some weird transitional before and after that's not as legit. So, like, yeah. The, like that's, yeah. But it sounds like overarching concept is acting in some capacity because if you're doing right. those videos of like a weight loss supplement, you're essentially acting, right? I mean, it could be coming off as UGC, Um but yeah, so that, I mean, I just, I can't really imagine the use of the products outside, outside of that. I mean, there's no, there's no positive of wearing the fat suit when you don't need to training, maybe, um, physical training. Um, I don't know. Like, I know that some people wear like a weighted vest when they work out. I, I don't know if that could be something, but there's actually a decent angle. I mean, a lot more people are into fitness than are into acting in any capacity probably but you know like someone who's working out they're a little bit more self-conscious of their appearance so like wouldn't you probably want to wear a weighted vest rather so people know you're doing it for purpose rather than just making yourself look fat well hold on maybe maybe this is like one of the ups like the selling points of the natural fat is that it actually weighs you down like real body fat like wood, that big yeah instead of just like an artificial like weight vest with whatever they use in those or i mean there's there's also, I mean, 
just to throw it out there, there's also like an organic, like kind of, I mean, you could put organic on this, I think. Like, I don't know. It's not like a consumable, but. I see costumes a lot, kind of with the Santa idea, but just costumes in general and Halloween. If you're trying to bulk up or be one of those bigger characters, uh, maybe a family guy character, whatnot, you, you might want to try to get some size under you if you're a little more petite. So it could be. A how much do you think they cost though? One minute, minute. looks like. Um, how much do you think they cost? Because if you're thinking about it from costumes, like I, in my, I, and Casey knows I'm not great at the pricing game, but <laughs> it, in my head, it's like $179.99 for one of these fat suits. And I don't know of many people that are going to buy that to, um, to wear for Halloween. You know what I mean? I was thinking more like cosplay, that industry. Oh yeah. And they're really oh. serious money behind their costumes. That's a great they point. They want to make it as authentic as possible. So that fat suit, instead of just putting on like a vest or something that will really bring the character to life so i will say most cosplay costumes that i've seen have been on the slimmer more fit side but i'm sure there's some bigger characters that you really would want to pass it for we've got more use cases than i thought we would end up with here but like <laughs> does anybody have like one that particularly lends to a like an acquisition strategy like that kind of does that's like an like yeah. cosplay is pretty big like i thought the fitness thing was a good angle too i'm kind of between would, like those ideas right now i would i would probably say like the concept for acquisition would be showing this like almost like one of those um sped up videos where from like soup to nuts beginning to end and you're getting ready for cosplay or maybe it's going to the gym and um you're putting it on and then split screen like the comparison would be another fat suit which is really just like not good or nice and it and then you finally like the finished product of what you look like in your cosplay costume with this fat suit which probably looks real because it's real fat and then what you look like with a inferior fat suit product i'm gonna be dreaming of fat suits completely agree i would also add the touch element just someone poking Ooh. the real fat suit to, so you can really bring your costume to life and you can see like people grabbing it um versus a regular maybe not so fat, realistic suit will be like very stiff. I like that. I, yeah, I would say if, if we're between the two, we would go with the cosplay angle because yep. I think it's a, a huge market. Obviously working out is, is the biggest you can get in some situations, but for this is a niche based product. I would say it's the best way to go. I think so. that, that, that touch that that was a selling point that pushed over for me on that side too. And I think if I'm picking up what you were laying down earlier, Nicole, I think you have an idea for like a future product they could work on. Like, like another, yeah, maybe we could pitch that too. There you go. Yeah, I like the fitness angle too, but I think if it was more muscle-based, then you would really push the fitness side because it's fat, yeah. especially, I think, more the cosplay angle. All right. I, I think we're in agreement over here. All right, what do you got for me? Um, Nicole, this was your baby. Why don't you let him know? All right, we're thinking the best angle for this or strongest one out the gates is got to be for cosplay because you're going to try to get that touch feel where people are coming up, grabbing your costume, checking out, you know, your latest look. And you can do like a UGC style or like show completely undressed and then show what the fat suit looks on, all the different makeup and whatnot. It'd be really cool, clickbaity and uh, and really compare before and after a fast regular fat suit or some of the cheaper ones versus a nice high quality fat suit and how that changes your costume and what that actually looks like. Yeah, that's good. I So anyone have anything to add to that? I, I feel like something for the future, you could experiment with different uh, figures, uh, different yeah. shapes, um, different iterations of that as you go. And you, you realize what is more in, demand in this cosplay kind of industry 
All right. Okay. So I'll, I'll go into the mode of like grading you just on the pitch that you gave me. Um, so the first thing I think is like, you guys definitely found a vein that's big. Like a, you found a way bigger market than for this than I had imagined. So that was like probably the best thing that you did. And, and one that's like super visual and a super passionate market that would spend a lot of money on something that was going to be genuine. So yeah, like that was, that was, I think like the best thing that you did. I would have went a different direction with it personally. Like if I were in your shoes, I would have said, okay, I think like the most logical play here is to start with anything search-based in marketplace. So like, let's start selling these on Amazon. Let's start selling these on, on Google shop, Google search, see what kind of volume we get to there. And then let's move into like the interruptive market, Facebook and stuff like that uh, with like the cosplay angle. And then ultimately what I would have pitched is like, I think this is the avatar, um, but we have other avatars ideas and given the other ones that you likely came up with um, and pitch the idea of like, we really just need to test like what market this plays best in. Um, that said, I would not have had I'm guessing you guys had other avatar ideas. Uh, I would not have had, I, like Santa's was the, that was the, that was what I had. So you guys definitely like blew me away there. Um, overall score, scale of one to 10, 10 being like knocked it out of the park. One being, that was really bad. Like, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to go with five being average. I know that Scott and I've had some debate about this, <laughs> but five is average on this scale. Okay. I'm going to give you guys a seven and a half here. Like it's, it was good. It was like, that's pretty good. Yeah. I would, if I were a client, I probably would be like, Oh, cosplay. Like that's an amazing idea. I'm with it. You know? So Since we're, we kind of broke the fourth wall a little bit already. Um, John, were you able to hear our discussion on this at all? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. We went down the fitness route a little bit too. I, that was really off my radar. Uh, right. But yeah, it, not quite as good idea in the end, but yeah, this different avatars. These people here, like Nicole came up with avatars we would have never thought of. Like, that's what Scott I was just like, I don't know, sell them to movie producers. <laughs> no, I but so I actually thought like even independent filmmakers and stuff, which you guys kind of covered with creators, but yeah. Would you, sorry, go ahead, Nicole. I like that you kind of zoom out too, because I'm, I go right into the weeds. Who's the avatar? Who's going to buy this in I'm assuming interrupting marketing, but it doesn't have to be interruptive marketing. It could be search, like you said, and that's probably where the real volume would come in is people actually searching fat suit. They're not just going to be yeah. scrolling through their Facebook newsfeed and be like, that's it. I'm buying that. That's fat what suit. I mean. Unless it's that yeah. cosplay personnel that's really into it. So yeah. Right. Like Which I think you probably have the best chance with the cosplay 100%. avatar. Yep. Nicole, um, we brought you here yeah, because we, you have we a... Don't, we don't need to know what you're using it for. That's that's <laughs> with, between you and the fat suit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think we've proven our stuff as a, a crack team of uh, marketing individuals now. So uh, I don't All know right. about you guys. I'm ready for round two. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm excited. Yep. Okay. So the next product I have for you is a snow... It's a, it's a product for removing snow from your driveways and walkways. Uh, but instead of being like a shovel or um, a snowblower or something like that, it's actually, it's a flamethrower. So it's a flamethrower for removing snow from, uh, from your driveway. Hmm. That's the product asking questions. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of questions. Um, I think I'm just going to say the Canadian in me loves this idea <laughs> because I've shoveled a lot of snow in my life. So I really like this one. Um, <laughs> how, how far does the flame go? <laughs> Uh, not, not crazy far. It goes about okay. a foot or so. 
Ooh, um, so smart. you still have to walk your driveway. It's a lot like a snowblower in that way. It just is uh, a lot faster, easier, more convenient. You like don't have to push it. It's just like, uh, just to give you an idea. I mean, I, I tested this. I did a like shovel my driveway. I live in a pretty snowy place as well. I shovel my driveway with my snowblower, which is like a top of the line snowblower. It took me about 15 minutes. I have a pretty big driveway. The flamethrower took me about five. So it's wow. a lot like operating a snowblower. The flame only goes about a foot, but it's just faster and easier. And the snow just melts and goes away, you know? Wow. How long, uh, like continuously, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a flamethrower expert, but if you're running the flame the whole time, how long can this run without running out of fuel? If you like had your finger on the trigger the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Like active um, use time. Is it, is it with fuel? Is it using propane or is yeah. it? Like, yeah. It uses, pro, it, it uses a, like, it's kind of a, a particular blend. So uh, mm. it's not a blend that's out there on the market it comes with the flamethrower. Um, and you know, you'd have to repurchase the, the, the fuel blend from us as well. If you ran out of fuel. Um, but to answer your original question, like finger on the trigger time full on, uh, I have not tested that. My gut tells me it probably would last 15, 20 minutes finger on the trigger before you'd be out of fuel in the tank. What is the like uh, the swap time for, for these tanks? Like how long does it take to replace an empty tank oh, with a full tank? Yeah, similar to replacing your propane tank on like your grill. Okay. What, what, um, it, what, and what is the cost of the, like, is it comparable to, the, to gas or propane? Like, I mean, most snowblowers of the fuel, them. yeah, yeah. So, so it is. Uh, it's a little cheaper than propane. I mean, we can sell it for whatever, right? But for me to produce it, um, yeah. I mean, it's I have to buy propane as part of the part of producing it. Um, but yeah, so I don't know the actual cost per unit of like the tanks that I make. The tanks aren't as big as I mean, it's like a small propane tank about that big. Um, but it's like a fuel propane blend, and it's gaseous. It's not liquid. Um, so it's kind of like partially liquid. It will co coagulate. Um, but the, yeah, when it's running, it will become a gas. So it's light. Um, so I don't know. I, yeah, to answer your question, I don't know the exact cost of like per tank to me. Um, I've been selling them for 50 bucks for a tank. Um, depending on how much snow you get, like if you live in Canada, you get like tons of snow all winter. I, you know, you might need two, three tanks a winter. Uh, but I, I get through the whole winter with one tank. Now are they you, disposable? Oh, sorry, Nicole, go ahead. I was going to say, now are you bundling the fuel with the flamethrower? Or are you yeah, with the initial flamethrower purchase, they have to purchase the fuel. Right. So that, I mean, I don't know if that's a deterrent, like that you can't use normal propane with it. Um, but like the, the tank is kind of specifically sized for the, um, for the flamethrower, which it is, it is, a, it is a propane, like you can buy that size of propane tank. That's how I get them. But um, yeah, that, I mean, I don't know. That's maybe the only downside is that they can't just buy the flamethrower without the fuel initially. So initially it has to be bundled. And how heavy is it? Can like, how, like, how much is the, the flamethrower and the fuel together weigh in? Less than 10 pounds. Okay. Wow. That's pretty good actually. Wow. Uh, do you have any other like distinguishing features between this flamethrower and other flamethrowers, because this is obviously not the original use case of a flamethrower. Yeah, in a lot of places, uh, flamethrowers are not legal to have, uh, but this is a lot like a, so, so this is like, I could say it's classified in like the lighter category because they're, they're military flamethrowers surplus. So I have like, I'm, I'm ex-military um, 
and I have like a source to get military surplus flamethrowers or, or um, use military flamethrowers that I modify. Um, so they're legal everywhere in the United States and Canada, at least. Um, whereas in like a lot of places, uh, you, you can't actually care, like have like a military grade flamethrower. So I don't know that there's any other like fully legal flamethrower on the market that like I would have to compare it to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Interesting. So you're ex-military. Do you have, is it, are you just a one-man team or do you have like uh, more staff involved here? That's a, that's a good question. So my son helps me uh, make them. Like he, you, we, we kind of like figured out how to do it together. He's an engineer. Um, and yeah, so we, we just make them like in our garage right now. Um, I am not a, like a production background person. I'm guessing we could scale up the production somehow, like, but it would have some costs. We'd have to warehouse it and, and stuff like that. So right now, I mean, like, uh, within my garage and storage unit, I could probably have like 50, 60 on hand at a time. And I can, um, I could probably make four or five a day. Uh, your son, does he... Did he happen to be in the armed forces as well? No, uh, he just, yeah, he's, a, he's an engineer. He went to college. He's been an engineer for about four years. Okay. Mechanical engineer. Um, the tanks, are they disposable? So you just get rid of them after? Do you send them back? Is there a program? Is there a... Yeah, so they can send them back to me and I can refill them and I can do that cheaper. Uh, so I have like that option on the site, you know, that instead of buying like a whole new tank, otherwise they can dispose of them the same way they can dispose of any propane tank. Is there any money back or refund policy? For the flamethrowers? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, right now we're pretty small scale. If somebody hits me up and they're like, mine doesn't work. Um, I also have like a repair cause we're the only ones who make these. So I also have like a repair program where like, if you buy one, you could also buy like a, a $10 a month, like uh, all repairs covered program, or you can, so it's so like you pay $10 a month. I will cover all repairs forever, you know, um, or uh, I'll just quote them on the repair when they send it back to me, I'll cover the shipping for them to send it back to me, but then I'll quote them on the repair. And then I'll usually bake in the shipping costs to the, to the repair quote. Well, why are, why are you positioning it? Um, for snow, I, like it, there Ooh. seems to be other purposes for the, for the weapon. Uh, yeah, well, I, I think that one of the keys to it being legal is that it's not a weapon. Uh, but the, yeah, I mean, that's how I use it. I, I don't, that was the idea. So I don't know, you know, if there's another use case, that's great. But it can't be, you know, put lighting people on fire. That can't be the use no, case. No, no, that's not where I was going. But yeah. okay, uh, yeah. Is there an age restriction? Is it 21 up? Do you know? Uh, no, it's the same as a lighter. Okay. Wow. Scary. <laughs> it's a lot. It's, it's, it's not. So it seems unsafe. It's uh, similarly unsafe to operating a snowblower. So no age restrictions on snowblowers either. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's but, 10 pounds. It's a foot flame. You said like, it's, right. it's a, like, don't get right in front of a snowblower. Don't get right in front of a flamethrower. Um, but yeah, there are other safety features as well. So, uh, I like the way that we've designed it. Like, if I were to hit my house with it, for example, uh, it might, depending on your siding, might char it a little bit, but it will not light your house on fire. It will not light your car on fire. Even like, I would have to hold it on my tire for like two, three minutes for it to even start to melt my tire, my car tire. Um, if I 
hit my, like we've obviously, cause it's just me and my son, like we've messed around. If I like swing it by him or he swings it by me, it's like putting your hand through a lighter, you know, it is not really going to hurt you unless you hold it there. Interesting. Okay. Any other questions? That's all I had. Okay. Think, well, I think we're yeah. ready. I will, I will give you guys some time. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'll jump in here. One thing, uh, if we stay on the use case of it's for snow, um, I do like that it's a veteran owned brand. There's at least like something there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's safer than it would seem. And I could see a certain vein of people really enjoying it. Uh, that's what I got here. How about you guys? Yeah, I, I think it's, um, I guess I don't know the legality behind this and I, and it might be a stupid question, but he I, he said it's legal in all 50 No, states. no, not, not behind the actual product. But what I was thinking was, I mean, I'm on the Northeast, I'm in the Northeast rather. So like this product is relevant in different situations, which is why I asked that because, mm. um, I, I've been clearing my yard um, from leaves and whatnot for a long time and they just all pile up. So like I would burn the leaves, um, with the, with this flamethrower. And I, I mean, I think that's legal. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Um, if you do it like safely, I, I don't know. I don't think that there would any be anything illegal about that. Um, but yeah, like to me, this is a, this is something you have in your tool shed, um, like next to your, leaf blower i mean i i would assume that people would have both they probably would even have a snow blower because you could do like your walkways with this um or something like that it could be a specialty tool but to me it's just like the all-around efficient yard tool i don't know yeah i agree with that for me my biggest concern would be scalability the fact that only him and his son are the ones producing it that you really would have to have a team if you want to push this and scale it up so you'd have to move it very slowly um, and not just go right to like direct response. Yeah, this does seem like it's similar to the first guy where he has kind of an in on how to get these um, kind of ahead of the rest of the competitors in the market, which I don't think there are a lot of competitors in this market, but uh, but yeah, he might have some kind of like in for that. It might be a slow scale, but could be highly profitable maybe to begin with. I guess we could have gotten some more numbers around that. Um, but I mean... I think there's one elephant in the room. I think a lot of people are going to see this as unsafe. Like, yeah. does anybody have an idea how we could brand this to be just more obviously safe? I mean, even flamethrower sounds kind of like scary, right? Like probably needs a different name, right? If you have like the firefighter department come in or someone with a firefighting background actually talking about it and the safety features of it that maybe prevent it, maybe there's a lock switch or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I was thinking about a safety. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could even see a future of like, you know, releasing some like gloves that are especially like fire repellent or whatever the the term would be. Um, I think it'd be great to get firefighters involved with this. Yeah, that would definitely be like they're the authority on like what is and isn't safe when it comes to fire. Uh, again, he's like veteran owned that kind of like those kind of go well together. Um, yeah, I, I keep coming back to like, what do you call this besides a flamethrower? Because that's that's a tough sell. Snow melter. Snow melter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, that's kind of what you're doing. Um, I also like that he has a military background. And I think 
that particular niche in terms of angle or avatar would do very well because they can resonate with the founder's story and how it came to be as well as they do have, you know, the technical knowledge of handling something of a more dangerous item, I suppose you could say, and they probably better equipped to use this or more likely to use something like this and less afraid of it. Yeah. Military men is who I would probably start targeting. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, I think that's who it mostly resonates with when you have a veteran-owned brand. I mean, not just men specifically, but, you know, you hit a vein. Um, and yeah, I could see that there being some crossover for a flamethrower to melt your snow. Um, I also think there might be some, like, use here for, like, if you have, like, a big, long driveway or, like, I mean, at first I was, like, there's got to be, like, a lot of snow and, like, ice on, like, airports, but jet fuel, that just seems like a bad combination. So, but, like, for, like, square footage, it seems like the more melt snow you have to melt, this might be even more of a, a good product also storage ability a snowblower is very large and you have to have a mm -hmm. good size garage to fit that in where this is something i think you should ask is it something you can hang up on the wall kind of like a snow leaf blower he said it's light what very light too which yeah exactly you don't need a lot of force to push can he said 10 pounds i'm wondering if like uh an older lady or someone can hold that the entire time melting the driveway is that going to be too much so that might narrow who we're targeting as well yeah. This could also be something that's used like in addition to snow blowing, maybe because, you know, I'm not quite from Canada, but North Idaho originally, and we'd build up some pretty big like snow berms. And, mm. you know, so this could be a way to actually get rid of the snow rather than just push it out of the way. So like a yeah, snow eliminator, I, really. Yeah, I'm thinking of like walkways, really, like um, for that exact reason, because it to do this with a one foot flame in your whole driveway just doesn't feel like it would accomplish what you need it to do um that's why i think of it as like you know when you have like a uh, this is an awful comparison but like a backpack leaf blower and mm -hmm. then you have a handheld leaf blower it's like the handheld leaf blower to the backpack leaf blower yeah um, but who does that back us into because i know we're running out of time as a like how do we i like i understand what nicole is saying about like there's not many of them so like how do we originally go to market and then how like where do we go from there yeah, I see two things here. Maybe it's like more of a licensing deal almost to like the the snow blowing companies like as like a, a product that can go along with it. I mean, that might be an easier way to like kind of get things jump started. But like you said, Nicole, there might be some rest restraints to kind of scaling right away. Otherwise, I think you just kind of kind of grind it out in that like vet owned. Um, hey, isn't this product really like cool? Um, wouldn't you rather like flamethrower your snow? Flamethrower your snow. There you go. Dude, the visual video content is going to do very well in this. I think this is going to explode on TikTok very, very quickly with just some ground roots, just um, viral content. I think just blowing across your yard or something would be look very cool. If he is profitable, like highly profitable as well, maybe some donations back to the military or to firefighters or both. I uh, see that being huge too, kind of like a mission-based uh, Yeah, this, this product would be perfect for military, veteran, I think that that's I like I think that's where we should go because they'd like to support and then also if there's some sort of donation to your point of like five to seven, ten percent of proceeds always go back. Um, yeah, I like that. Yep. Good timing. I think we're about as far as we're going to get on this until we kind of uh, ping the pong back and forth a little bit more. Okay. Do you have further questions or do you guys want to you guys want to just get into what thoughts you have? There was one 
didn't Nicole, you mentioned something early on in the conversation that you, you said you wished you asked, do you remember what it was? No. <laughs> if a, oh, if a grandma, about, right. If a grandma could carry it for an oh, extended amount yeah. of time or if it would hang yeah. up, I think maybe is what if you were it saying. Would hang up, that was what it was. Yeah. I mean, you can hang it up. It's, it's shaped not unlike a, like a trimmer. Um, you know, so it's, it's similar shape to that. So you can hang it up just like you can hang up a trimmer. Um, as far as like heaviness, uh, I mean, it depends on your grandma. My wife can use it and she can do the whole driveway with it. She's not the strongest person ever. So. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we have less of a, of a refined pitch here, but a lot of ideas maybe. All right. Hit me with them. Well, um, you guys just fill in wherever I forget, but yeah, we, we talked about it being vet owned one. That's, that's a good look. Um, we'd love to get firefighters involved with the marketing of this. We think they'd be extremely helpful. Just that kind of uh, authority on what is and isn't safe. Cause we could see a lot of people kind of eyeballing this and thinking flamethrower that can't be safe. Right. But they're clearly not using their brains on that one. Um, so yeah, getting a firefighter involved. Um, yeah, I mean, my, maybe my, my, neighbor's, my neighbor's actually the fire marshal. I made him one. And oh, he uses perfect. it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, we're also thinking maybe if there's enough in the margins to donate back to either the military or uh, firefighting in general, or both would be even better. Um, we can see a lot of people jumping on board with that. Um, what am I leaving out, guys? Yeah, more so to your point is like servicemen. So like percentage of proceeds are donated back to servicemen because then you can then tailor the products towards all servicemen and not just narrowing it down. And then having firefighters be um, it, focusing on safety, I guess is the easiest way to put it. So that way people know the purpose of the product and they know how they're going to use it. Like we were saying, it doesn't have to be just snow. Um, like for me, I'm in the Northeast or I live in the Northeast and like for leaf removal um, and just like you start to pile those up and some people don't have, um, a leaf blower and they're just raking and they have big piles of leaves and they're putting them into bags. Why not just burn them? Yeah. I think this is also one thing that we discussed a little bit is that this could actually not just be a replacement for snow blowing. This could be like, you know, when, especially when streets get plowed or when you snow blow yourself, berms kind of build up, especially over the course of a long winter, this actually eliminates the snow. So maybe even after it's been snow blown or, or plowed uh, and that big berm is there, this is like a quicker, easier kind of eliminate that snow play. If, if you kind of aren't picking up any of the things we're laying down here, nothing, none of it tickles your fancy. This could almost be like a licensing deal to a bigger, like snow, uh, snow blowing company. Yeah. Like I could just sell. Yeah. I gotcha. We also like the idea that you can sell a fireproof gloves or clothing to go with this as upsells or cross sells um, yeah. in the funnel. I think that would go really well with like the mission, the mission based stuff we came up with as well. Cause once people are sold on your brand, I think they'll want more things from your brand to help support yeah. the, the troops and the firefighters. Yeah. I know I would. I got you. Also, one of the big objections for having a snow blower, which would be kind of equivalent or competing in the same market, is the storageability of it. And snowblowers take up a lot of room space. So the fact that this is much smaller uh, handheld device and you can kind of hang it up would really be a good angle to hit. Yeah. And the last thing we talked about is just how great flamethrowers look in general on camera. So video assets are going to be exactly where you want to be, whether that be TikTok or YouTube. But yeah. really showcasing that and the grassroots 
movement of this, I think will do very well because you don't have as much scalability right now and just starting grassroots with UGC content, showing that flamethrower, melting that snow away um, would take this off out the gates before scaling it up. Yeah, for sure. So not one defined pitch, but several kind of different options and some food yeah. for thought there. Okay. All right. Judgment. Uh, a couple of things I thought you guys did well. Uh, so the veteran angle and like selling specifically to veterans that you said not in the pitch to me, but so I don't know if I can give you points for this because you didn't actually tell it to me. Pretty sure we said but, that, didn't we? No, like you didn't say specifically like let's sell this to veterans. Oh, I said that's an incredible angle because like you said, they're like used to handling weapons. Sure. So it's not going to intimidate them at all, right? Uh, so I think that's amazing. Make it like the donations uh, aspect is is really amazing. Uh, here's, there's several places where I'm going to dock you guys. Uh, first, I think that I have a lot of gems left that you guys did not uncover with your questioning. The fire marshal was one of them that you uncovered with your pitch. Um, so safety, you guys did not ask very many questions about safety. It was, I think you're probably just like, don't ask, don't tell. Like, <laughs> but, uh, I had a lot of other things to say about safety, like the fire marshal, like, uh, yeah, some stuff like that. I also, you guys did not ask about margins at all. So one of the biggest strengths of this product is that I sell it for $800 and all mm -hmm. only cost me about $40 to make it, wow. um, including the propane tank. So there's a lot of margin there. Uh, and then you also did not ask me like, are you selling these already? Who's already buying them? Where I would have told you, yeah, I mean, we just made a couple videos of us like, snow blowing our driveway and put them on Instagram. And we had like, they went crazy viral and, and we had like hundreds of sales. So I obviously didn't have enough snow blowers. Um, so I just, you know, like put them on pre, I reached out to everyone and said like, Hey, I got to make these, but are you cool waiting? Everybody was really cool waiting. So that also addresses scalability, which is a weakness. Um, so yeah, a couple of things you guys didn't uncover with your questioning. I think you guys did uncover like, you know, good stuff or you asked good questions, you came up with a relatively good pitch. Nothing like, I mean, I'm gonna, so now I like have a point of comparison. Like you came up with a, an amazing idea with, with the fat suit that like was not obvious. I think you guys kind of went down a few of the obvious routes here, which in all reality is probably how you would sell this product. Like just show people using it and then show the fire marshal being like, yeah, it's completely safe, right? Like that's all you'd need to do to sell this product. So you guys said the right thing, which, you know, I'm gonna give you all the points you deserve for that. Um, but you you missed some stuff, you missed some gems that you could have uncovered. Um, so I think I'm gonna go six here, you know, it's maybe five. It's kind of like average, Ooh. just above average. I think you're judging us I more harshly. Was, I think it was better than average had you not left so many, like you didn't ask about margins. Even. But are we judging, are we? Scott, are, where were you on that, man? You're always you, when you. When you said, all right, I'm not trying to defend us, but okay, when right, you right. said that it was made by you and your son in the garage, I my mind automatically assumed good margins. Okay. I just went to that route. You of already you, and you did mention that you you kind of had a hookup with these. So, you know, we, there was some assumptions going on for sure. I'll defend us a little bit. Uh, I think you're maybe judging us a little bit more on our on the on the information we got rather than the endpoint we got to because i don't know that those things that you mentioned that we missed would have changed the ultimate destination we went with the pitch very much like i still say if it went viral 
still have a huge option to, uh, to try to like sell. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that I probably, okay. So if I were to change the pitch at all, I probably would say, let's see this product, you know, to some micro and nano influencers, uh, because it's uh, like, if you've, you know, oh, you guys had a viral video. How many followers did that person have? The answer was going to be 400 followers. Um, so yeah, I mean, see this to some people with 4,000, 5,000 followers, just give them the product for free that are kind of in that vein. That's probably where I started and where I got my first content um, as well, because, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe I don't have a huge budget for like producing content with, you know, firefighters or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, that would be the only, where you got the avatar you're marketing to and like, hey, just put it in front of people, show it to people. It's the same thing. I think there, I would, there would have been an influencer play had you uncovered that information. I'm confident somebody would have come up with an influencer play. Let's just get Kim K. Just yeah, using one of these things. Flamethrower in her driveway. Yeah. I think no, we got to change the name of the flamethrower too. We didn't land on something. I'm thinking something true. like like Snow Snowbuddy, Snowbuddy, yeah. something like that. I don't know. Snow Melter is very on the nose. I mean, maybe that's it. It is, yeah. Okay, I got one more product for you guys. Let's get it. All right. So the last product is, uh, I mean, so, you know, like Christmas cookies, like, you know, you like make cookie dough, lay it out, put a Christmas tree on there, that kind of thing. So it's the same thing. They're essentially the same thing. These product, this product is, uh, but it's specifically for your body hair, (laughs) specifically for your body hair. So we have, you know, gingerbread men, uh, Christmas trees, different Christmas themed uh, body hair stencils. Uh, we've got ones for upstairs and downstairs. So chest hair, you know, downstairs hair, any kind of hair, any kind of place where you have enough hair to make a gingerbread man or something like that. Um, you can you can use one of our uh, our body hair stencils. You know, just seasonal, okay. getting the getting the spirit kind of thing. So. Wow. I need more information about the stencil. How, so you, you the stencil is a metal? What, what's it made out of? Uh, it's like a plastic kind of material. Okay. And mm-hmm. so you put the stencil on your body and then you take what, a razor blade to cut it? How's this working? But so, so we, um, we sell them also with packs of like different body grooming um, stuff. So like razors or we're a body grooming company. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we sell them with, you know, our razors, we have electric razors, uh, think of manscaped, but we have more products than manscaped. Uh, so we have electric ones, we have normal ones, we have all kinds of stuff like that. So we can sell them with that. Or, you know, if you just want to buy the stencil, I don't know, I've got them on my site now for just the stencils you can buy just the stencils if you want. Why, why can't I just use my cookie stencil? I mean, you could, but it's, I mean, is your cookie stencil correctly sized for either your upstairs or your downstairs? how are yours sized yeah i have different sizes uh for different size people so i have a size chart you can measure whatever it is that you <laughs> that you're gonna shave into a stencil and uh i've got like five different sizes of each upstairs and downstairs uh what different shapes or designs do you have oh sorry you cut out a little bit there oh, but, sorry uh, what what different shapes or designs do you have yeah, so we have Christmas tree, gingerbread man. Um, we have wreath. Uh, I think I think that's it. I think we've got those three, you know, and the different ones. And uh, we might be developing some other ones, but those are kind of the main ones that came to mind for us. What's the turnaround on developing new, new? Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty quick. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys know anything about like sourcing 
uh, cookie stencils or anything like that, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's not hard, right? Like there are tons of companies that it's just putting plastic into a mold, really. What's your price point for just one? Yeah. Yep. So right now we sell uh, the three pack of, we don't sell them in singles. Like if you just want the Christmas tree, we don't do that. Um, Cause that didn't make a ton of sense to me, but maybe, maybe it does, but uh, we sell them in the three packs of uh, all three shapes for upstairs or downstairs. So like uh, if you just buy like upstairs only or downstairs only, it's $19.99 for all three. Uh, if you buy them together, both upstairs and downstairs, then it's $29.99. So if you have different sizes already, what's, Pardon me if I'm missing something, but what's the point of having an upstairs and downstairs version if there's already different sizes? I mean, those are pretty vastly different like sizes, right? Like, you know, our like downstairs version might be like that, that, that. And upstairs is like, I mean, that's exaggerated. But if you were like a really small person, then maybe you could use the largest downstairs size on your upstairs, I guess. So upstairs is just for men with really hairy chests. Yeah, men with really hairy chests. The other place that uh, people, we actually, people, they, Scott, people with really people. hairy. Sorry, yeah. sorry. You know, or backs, back, yeah. or back. Um, but we've also what we didn't expect, and maybe this is an angle. I don't know. Uh, people have used some of the smaller downstairs sizes on like the, like the side of their head or something like that. Interesting. Well, and what are you guys doing for? sales right now i mean are are you in a particular demo um like percentage wise what do you, what do you mean like with the sales of our stencils or yeah like are you seeing a a, a predominantly like like male female are you seeing either resonate well with with either demo yeah um downstairs is pretty much split actually we're seeing a lot of female purchasers there uh upstairs is mostly males, uh, not a lot of, you know, with enough hair in a large enough space to, uh, to use one of those ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, we haven't sold a ton of them so far. Uh, you mentioned people using them in their, on their heads. Have you had any like B2B sales to like barbershops, things like that? Uh, no, I mean, we're, we're a D2C grooming company. Uh, so we already like kind of sell products that help you groom your hairs, you know? Fair enough. And I got to ask, uh, sorry if I missed it, but margins, uh, what are the margins like? I mean, yeah, they're cheap. So uh, margins are, I mean, if they, it's between six, uh, it's between 65, it's between, sorry, 75 and 65%, depending on like, if they buy the $29.99 pack, it's a little bit lower margin, but um, yeah, it's roughly 70%. On average, it's been like 68 or 69% or something like that. Most people buy the, the like upstairs and downstairs pack just because they think it's funny, like the gift upstairs pack. Gotcha. What channels are generating the most traffic for you? Or are you we, we're not advertising it anywhere. We put it on our Instagram, uh, just like posted it organically on our Instagram. That's why we haven't had very many sales. Any traction from that on Instagram? Any anybody of note who's like uh, not anybody like big, but I mean our our Instagram has uh, about three hundred and twenty thousand followers, so I think we generated I don't know uh, 200, 300 sales from that. You mentioned you had other hair care products and razors, I believe. Are you upselling, or are other people buying bundles with the stencils, or is it just the stencils alone? Yep, a lot of people are buying. So we all we have the products bundled with some of our like groom more popular grooming kits. 
Um, and yeah, a lot of people buy the bundle of the, of the grooming kit and like the product. So it's all in the collection page. That's, we posted it essentially once or twice. I think we had it on a story for a whole day on our Instagram. So that would have been 48 hours because we posted it for 24 hours and then that was alive for another 24. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think that uh, th that all went to the collection page and about 60, 65% of the sales included a grooming kit. Do, is this product exclusive to human hair or is there other types of hair you can use? I, you could, uh, I don't know for sure. I, I suppose you could probably use it like on a dog or something like that, but I don't know. I, not uh, wanting, wouldn't want to like, I'd want to look into that before, you know, going down that road, but that's a good idea. Well, I just figured there's dog groomers and if there's fun shapes and sizes, anyways, I'll, I digress. Yeah. I'll hold that thought. Yeah. Are you looking to to expand into other designs and, and go year round with this or keep it specifically like a treat for your, your customers in the holiday time? Honestly, we saw it as kind of like a hook, you know, um, for the, for the holiday time. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I see other than other theme. I mean, maybe Easter or, you know, Valentine's day. I could see it working on Valentine's day. We'd have to get some other, like some hearts and stuff like that. I don't know what it would be other than hearts, but, um, yeah, I, I see it as kind of a themed seasonal thing, maybe. Okay. Um, are you, are, where are these made? You aren't, you aren't making them in your garage with your son, no, are you? We're not making them in our garage. We source them just like we source all of our products from China. Okay. Anybody else? I think there's probably something to be said for his last comment, but I don't have any questions. Um, What's the shipment time to from China over here? Yeah, we source them to our warehouse. So right now, I think we've got about across uh, all of our different variants, maybe 500 to 1,000 in stock. I figured we wouldn't move too many more than that during the holidays, um, but yeah. And what's the scalability? Are there any bottlenecks in your flow around Christmas time? And then what's that look around the rest of the year? So just like, you know, we, all of our products, um, when it's to our warehouse, anywhere in the US, Canada, um, or South America, we don't really get any purchases in South America, but in South America as well. Um, we, in the US or Canada, we're typically shipping, it landed, you know, from our warehouse to your house within seven days. Uh, it does slow down a little bit at Christmas time. So we kind of say our Christmas cutoff for any of our products is um, like the 15th, like that we can really like be sure. Um, but we can go, we can go to priority shipping or two day or FedEx or whatever um, after the 15th if we want to. Cool. You guys know there's a gem somewhere that you- I know. I know. I, 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 uh... Any more questions? I don't know, guys. I, I can't think of any. It's ill. Uh, yeah, no, nothing. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll let you be, and I will be back in four minutes. <laughs> okay. Immediately, my head because it's all Christmas theme. Thinks I don't know. Angle wise, you have no shave November. All month long, you're getting hairy. Mm. And then come December 1st, you immediately have these pop out. I think that angle is just, just gold right there. Because you're going to have all this hair and you don't know what to do with it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, 
that only that only hits the like well i mean as far as i know that only hits the like the male demographic right i mean i don't i don't know for sure if ladies participate or not but but he did say it's kind of big with like women too so there's also that i don't know what we do with that this one's tough i'm not gonna lie guys yeah well i defer to what you said at the beginning of like this just feels like a product where I would tell them it's just not worth selling because it's a, it's a cookie cutter, uh, you know, shaped object that is relevant for maybe a month, maybe two months out of the year. I wouldn't even say two months. That's a stretch. Um, and it's a tchotchke. It's just like uh, it's something that probably could be done freehand if we're being honest. Well, I mean, that might be harder than you think. I don't know. But it's certainly not a whole market around people who are like, this there just has to be a better way. Like, Yeah, from scalability standpoint, which I think is what he was getting at from like, it's sourced in China. It's super cheap, probably, if that's the case. So the margins are really good. Um, but that being said, all those things can be true. That doesn't mean that it will sell, you know? Yeah, I thought there might be an opening if it was like, it was open to like year-round sales around this kind of thing with different designs, that didn't seem like it was something that was interesting to him. So I don't think he would back that up too much. I mean, I could see it being big for like sports, like, you know, shave your chest and do like, just like release letters, release all kinds of different like mass designs. Uh, but nothing like that's not like extremely tactical for sure. Yeah. The biggest thing I could see is like an upsell um, for his existing products that he mentioned um, like body grooming um, pieces. So this could be a really good value prop. Um in season but i mean i don't know we're be as transparent as possible it wouldn't it would not make me want to buy the product if that was just like the upsell and it sounds like that's what he's already doing too like we wouldn't be bringing anything to that right like a white elephant because that's the only time where i could see someone really pushing this for christmas because he only has the christmas ones right now and that's kind of a gag or funny gift to give to someone so you know, Nicole, honestly, I think you had the, I think you brought the gem. We might not have hit his gem that he was hoping we got, but the pets oh, thing, I could tell that was, that kind of came across his uh, blind side a little bit because that's huge. I, um, I mean, I, I imagine there's already competition there for that, but. Yeah, no, I think that's a good angle um, and dog groomers in general, either hitting them or just, I think also because he sells the razors and the kits that go with it, if it is pet friendly, um, the do it at home yourself. Why go to the dog groomer? You can make these cute designs for your pets over to the holidays so that when your family and friends come over, they can see it on your, on your pet. It could be kind of funny. I think a similar thing could be said about how they, how he said to use it in human hair. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like it could be do it yourself. Uh, why go to the barber to have some cool design in your, your hair. Um, so maybe since he didn't love the pets thing out of the gate, we could say it's like a multi-use uh, do it yourself. Uh, yeah lots of different places to put it on your body yeah we, i don't have a flushed out idea here who, who wants to take this pitch how about you scott you haven't done one yeah scott's turn all right put him in Thanks, the guys. john's back and scott's gonna pitch him what right, we came yeah. up with it was really good <laughs> well um we went a couple different ways i want scott to just pitch his idea Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you heard my idea. So. <laughs> that's not that's not a bad idea either, Scott. I, I don't think that's a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, if it's if if the product is is um, additive to the rest of your business, then 
I mean, we, like Casey said, we don't necessarily have a specific pitch, but the concept one, which I do think is much more scalable than human hair um, would be pets if it's pet friendly. Um, And the reason for that is exactly that is people show off their pet, people come over. What's the first thing they do is they go over to their pet. Um, And in my opinion, you're much more likely to buy something for your pet like this rather than yourself or um, someone else. The other thing, which is just a market thing. So you'd have to be accepting of this is like a white elephant gift um, or um, secret swap or whatever you call it. But um, like as a gag gift and like, I don't know if you guys have Spencer's um, stores where you live, but um, like a Spencer's item. And the only, again, the Casey made a good point is if this was something, excuse me, that was year round, then it would be probably more relevant and you could make it um, evergreen considering it's probably 30 to 45 days out of the year. If that um, you'd really have to push hard and take that angle of a gag gift, but I'll stop there because that's, that's the best as I can give you outside of, I think that you should probably not I need you to say the word cross seller upsell. Scott. I, well, yeah. That was your best I, well, idea. I originally said like it should probably be uh, just a, in addition to what you're doing on um, your site with your other products. And it should either be a value prop or something um, in order to get them to make that larger purchase because I'm assuming the AOV is not great. Um, but yeah, I, what I would tell you um, as a friend and a business owner is you should probably just discontinue this product. Yeah. <laughs> We've already established, by the way, you're off to the side listening. So we get, yeah, we get yeah, points we for know. the conversation leading up to this too. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Anyone have anything to add? No, I just, I do think it's the perfect upsell. If you're already selling razors in at home hair kits, then that makes complete okay. sense. Do you want me to, I tried to give you guys as many hint drops as I could. Do yeah, you guys want me to tell you the wrinkle, like the, the gem I think that you didn't uncover? Let's do it. I wish you would have asked me more about what level of grooming company, like where are we at now? Because I would have told you, uh, we have 45,000 subscribers to our men's grooming box. We have 25,000 subscribers to our women's grooming box. It's a subscription. Um, the average LTV on the men's uh, for average first order is uh, $60. Average LTV is $600. On the women's average first order is uh, $70. And average LTV is $820. Uh, we have over 150,000 customers all time that have purchased either uh, a box and have, you know, are still on it or have discontinued it or have just purchased the grooming kits one off. Um, we have a 500,000 person email list. That's all subs. That's not everybody we send to, but we have a 500,000 person email list. We have a 50,000 person SMS list. And I did tell you this one, we have 350,000 followers on Instagram. We have an influencer program. Um, Telling you that what I feel is the gem that you guys didn't uncover. Does that change your pitch? Absolutely. Why though? Why, what does it change outside of it being? I like, have a specific idea, for this one, but I'm interested. Perfect email or SMS drop right before the holidays, because you have this customer loyalty. I think if they just bought just the clippers or whatever that you'd be like, Hey, get this for the holidays. You know, I think it'd be very easy. Still a cross seller upsell variation. Yeah. Yeah. I also yeah. think that your, uh, your no shave November idea, Nicole is like that, that makes more sense now too. You could almost like frame this like a social like challenge. 
like i don't yeah. know what you'd call it but some kind of like yeah, yeah like a package IG for contest your type of thing yeah yeah yeah, I hate I hate to play devil's advocate on this one, but it's just like you have those numbers and that's great. But if you put this product in front of them, just because you have those numbers doesn't mean that it moves the needle in any capacity. Um, you could have those numbers and and just put and I think that we probably all know this, like you put an inferior product in front of a owned channel and it just it won't perform just because you have that um those audiences so yeah. okay so it wouldn't take my point of view i'll put it to you that way outside yeah. of what nicole said of like how we would have went about it is releasing it within those channels first to gauge them um it wouldn't have changed my my point of view on the product yeah so so i'll tell you where i would have gone directionally with this because here's where here's my thought process along this the first two products like as you ask questions about them you start to realize like these are actually good products mm -hmm. This is not that good of a product. It's a gimmick. Like purely it's a gimmick. Uh, but you guys did uncover it's pretty low margin. And uh, you didn't you also didn't ask anything about margins on my other products, but that you could have assumed that's pretty standard within that grooming space, balls and um, and manscaped and those types of uh, brands, Meridian. Uh, my specific, like, this is the only one that I had, like, a really solid idea on, is my pitch would have been, I think that this lends itself to some really hilarious, like, content. like, you probably, you've already run a lot of paid to acquire all those customers, like, this lends itself to some really hilarious seasonal content, and this is where I think your idea is great of, like, No Shave November and then creating some kind of challenge, like, this creates some really awesome content to acquire, right? Because that's the main thing. If you got a brand like the brand I just described, it's like either it's like kind of some upsell or cross sell, or can we acquire with it by just adding it free in kits or adding it free with purchase or free on orders above whatever. So my pitch would have been to shift this to a free gift um, and putting like a challenge around it to just acquire some new, some new customers. That would have been where I went with it. Uh, but I don't know. So if I were to kind of, yeah, I, I think this is probably your guys' worst pit. Maybe, yeah, I, I almost want to change. So if we're going kind of seven and a half, six, this was a, a little below average. It was four, four and a half. The first two, if you like from those pitches or from your guys' ideas, I'd probably have been like, yeah, I'm in, let's do this. Um, and this one, I probably would have been like, um, all right, like, I guess you guys didn't really catch what I was doing here you know like the, the whole thing was that it was supposed to be a gimmick you know yeah i i, I think but I, i'm with you scott if we we're just trying to sell, sell this product is not a great product yeah I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't try and sell it so that in that way it was a curveball from the other things because the other things were like trying to sell that product uh so i don't know i probably set this one up a little bit too much for you guys in hindsight it's the first time we've played this game yeah so if we're trying to follow the format we laid out ahead of time Sounds like you already have your answer for which one you thought we did the best on, which is the, the fat suit. I think you guys did the best on the fat suit. Honestly, I think that was a super difficult product to sell. I agree. Uh, now, the other half of this game, guys, is now we get to decide if we were an agency and we have like one client spot left on our roster, which one would we want to pursue here? I would take the flamethrower. I was going to say the same. I think there's real, some really strong angles, especially the firefighter marshal to handle those objections of, is it safe? 
got the legality, which you seem to have covered and you were knowledgeable in that. And just the margins are really good and it has a lot of scalability and potential. There. And from what's good too. And yeah. From the, your point with content, like I think the content aspect and the audience size, like you could go after a very passionate group of people um, with an angle that's pretty broad. Um, I'm sure you're shocked, John, that I didn't say that I would take the cookie cutter. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I'll defend that brand a little bit because knowing what we know now, that's the best brand to be in business with. But I think the the whole point of the exercise was which one of the ideas we laid out would we pursue? And I'm with you guys on that. Probably I, the flamethrower. But with- I, I was going to defend that. I was going to use the same defense there. Of like, if that was my in to get in with that brand that could probably afford to pay me more. Yeah. then then that would be where i'd go to i wouldn't do the fa- i don't think if i had one spot the fat suit's cool but that's not it'd be a hard one such a long shot really like for it to work you know it might work on amazon and google but yeah the canadian in me has to go with the flamethrower just because that solves a lot of problems and <laughs> i've been shoving too much snow in my life so honestly the flamethrower you're taking a little bit of, of a flyer like will this guy be able to scale it will you know but you know, like if you can, that's almost where I would do a deal where like, hey, let me not be an agency. Like, let me just be a partner, you know, and uh, and I'll just work with you that way. Because like, you know, I think if you got more involved with the business, then then that one's the that one's the gold mine. That's I mean, it's pat. Oh, that's the other thing you guys didn't uncover on that one. I do have a patent on it. So like, nice. yeah, it's patented. Yeah, I do like the military community and the firefighter community too, because they're such tight knit and that grassroots movement can go so far and so fast yeah. very quickly. So absolutely. I'm going to go out on a ledge here. I'm going to go out on a ledge and say there's almost an opportunity for cross promotional stuff here, because like Scott, when we were doing the flamethrower, you mentioned there's different use cases for this. And I went immediately back to he's like, oh, me and my Body son, hair. we, we <laughs> me and my son, we, we, you know, we use them on each other all the time. It doesn't hurt. I'm like, wow, that seems like a really efficient way to lose all your body hair. I didn't know there was a body hair grooming uh, brand coming up next, but now, I mean, the stars have aligned. Like you got to we'll make like a mini one. Yeah. I got they're, you. They're look, they sell all kinds of products. I mean, this was born to go together. So I'm going to take the, the hybrid of those two brands is my, yeah, you uh, could use the torch for the, the yeah. cookie cutter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we mentioned that guy it. selling to like a, a snowplow industry or, or a, a, you know, snow, snow removal uh, company already. Why not just go the other way with a body hair company? You sell to those other guys. They got <laughs> yeah, plenty of money. I like it. All right. Okay. So uh, the tradition on this show is that we do a parting shot. Uh, Scott, you were here for this last time. And it's just kind of like a parting idea of like, uh, and, and what we're kind of going to say at, at the top of this show, Casey, is that like, this is fun. It's gam- gamified and stuff like that. But the whole purpose of our podcast is to help people be better at like e- growing and marketing their e-commerce brands um, and think about it in different angles. And like, these are all ridiculous products, you know, kind of stupid products. So like, if we can come up with ways to to market these or to sell these, like you can come up with something for whatever it is your product is. Um, so that would, would be my parting shot. But our, our tradition is to let the, the guests give the parting shot uh, on any thoughts they have. I just wanted to frame that up for you guys to, you know, actually say like, hey, give like a serious thought. So whoever wants to go first, um, I was giving you some time to think. Oh, geez. I'll just say, you know, doing this on the fly, we're having fun with it. And 
obviously I hope that when you do have an actual client come to you that like you put in that time and research ahead of time. So you have a lot of these questions ready, prepped yeah. ahead of time. So you, you go down your list of questions and that you don't just. Right. You un you, yeah. You got to uncover the gems, right? Exactly. Exactly. What makes this product unique? What makes it work and who's actually interested in it? Who's buying it right now? It's very, very important. Yeah. I think uh, it's, I found it comical because uh, it reminds me of the sorting hat call yeah. that we do. And I'm, I'm assuming maybe this is where you got the idea from um, or vice versa, where you got the idea for the sorting hat call um, based out of this. But yeah, it's, it's like very um, inquisitive. And then there are different aspects to each business. Like I, if you told me if we did uncover the margins, which to Nicole's point, I think we probably would have if we had more time and we, dug into it of um, the flamethrower, it'd be difficult not to make that work, um, just given what you know. And then vice versa, if you look at the fat suit, I think it would be a very realistic conversation of like, you know, you're, you're pretty limited as to what you can probably do with this product. Um, and here's why. Um, but yeah, I think it's very similar to that call, which just made me chuckle when we were yeah. like originally playing the game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, um, those, those sound like good parting shots to me. I got to get in the whole uh, the whole YouTube pitch here, guys. So if this is the first video you've seen from our channel, please watch other videos as well. They're not all quite like this. Uh, but don't forget to comment, like, subscribe, hit the bell icon to get notifications whenever we post new content on our channel. And until next time, Modern Commerce, we'll see you.